our desire every week is to come before the Lord corporately and give him pure worship. And I'm not real sure why, but it felt like this morning, like I was trying to pull eye teeth to enter into that place. And then we had the gremlins of the batteries and, and these other things that take place. And I, I want to say this to you. You know, it is wonderful that we have musicians and it is wonderful that we have equipment that we can, we can turn on and, and hook up and make a joyful noise through the, the instruments and, and the talents that, that he has provided. But oh, how much more it gives him glory to know that if we struggle in that place to find that worship, that we can just step back and lift our voices to him. And he is glorified. He is glorified. So, Father, we, we thank you that even in the midst of struggle, that you don't give up on us. You don't say, well, there, I'm saying there, but I'm talking about me. He just couldn't get there this morning. He just couldn't press in. He couldn't press in. I'm, I'm just going to leave. No, you don't do that, Lord. You say, I'm sticking right here. I'm staying right here. I'm loving every moment that my people try as they pour out with me. But Lord, how wonderful it is just to stop all the noise and hear just voices in unison giving you glory, shouting from the from the rooftops that you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Father, I thank you that when we gather, you meet us there every time. And we thank you for that. Amen and amen. Well, as you all know, <clears throat> this month uh, to this point has been Missionary Month. And what we are doing is we are calling up those that, that God gives us the opportunity to serve, whether it be someone who is on a mission field out feeding people or someone that is conducting business in the name of the Lord. We, we've chosen uh, a different uh, missions to support in Shiloh. The Lord has directed us to these different places, and uh, some of them we've been supporting for quite some time. And I think the longest one that is on our books right now is the Crisis Pregnancy Center. We've been supporting them, I think, for 14 years. I might be wrong about that, but it's been at least that long. So praise the Lord. We have asked Ms. Dawn Hicks to come and share with us today about what's happening at the, at the, the center. And uh, here she comes. Thank you so much. Good morning. You know, I was a little bit nervous when I got here this morning. I always am when I go into a new church and within the first, I don't know, 30 seconds or so after I walked in the door, it just washed away. You guys are so friendly. I appreciate everyone coming and saying hello to me and my daughter, Rachel. So a little bit about the Pregnancy Support Center that's in Farmville. This year in December will actually have been incorporated for 40 years. So that's that's a pretty big undertaking. We've been in the community a long time. I'm relatively new. I'm the executive director there. I started, oh, I don't know, maybe three, four years ago. I was called from my home church. We had a, a person come and share, kind of like I am right now. And I felt like the Lord was telling me when that person was sharing, hey, you, hey, you, you're supposed to do this. And so I followed that and I went and started volunteering and the Lord just kept opening door after door after door. And here I am in front of you today. So I really thank you guys. And so we are a Christian nonprofit. We're a 5013C. We're life affirming, 
and we consider ourselves pro-abundant life. And we support pregnant and parenting men, women, and their children in the community, and we share the gospel as much as we can, as much as the Lord lets us do so. You know, we we can give them all the things, and we can teach them how to be good moms and dads, and we can equip them well with diapers and wipes and strollers and all the other things you can think of. But, you know, the Lord is what gives them what they need, you know. And so some of the things that we're doing right now— We're offering free pregnancy tests. We offer limited obstetric ultrasound. That's been a long time coming. I know that from hearing it out in the community, I remember, oh, I don't know, five years or so, they started talking about wanting to do ultrasounds, and that was a big undertaking. And I think that when we first started that undertaking as an organization, I don't think we knew how difficult that was really going to be. So, but we're, we're finally there. We've been doing it for a full year now. And we're, we're thankful for the Lord and his provision in that. We have a 24-hour helpline, so women can call any time of any day, and they can talk with someone. We do, of course, like I said, prenatal infant and parenting classes. Those classes are laced and saturated with Scripture. And it has—sometimes it's not as—I don't know how to say it. It's It's not as, like— Bam, this is the scripture, but it has the precedence of the scripture and this and the B attitudes, and this is how you should parent your children, and this is why you should parent your children this way. And each of our lessons, no matter what the curriculum is, I think we have somewhere over 300 different classes that they can take, but each one of them comes with homework and classwork and a spiritual application, so that way they can reflect to see what scriptures are tied to that parenting and why, if they choose to read it. We offer every single person that comes in there a Bible, and sometimes they say yes, and sometimes they say no, but you know, we're there to plant the seed. So somebody else maybe later on will reap that harvest, right? So other things that we do, like I said, we have classwork and homework. So it's an incentive program. People come in and they take the classes and they earn what we call baby bucks. And uh, they get to go spend that in our boutique. And everything that they get is free. And that comes from community supporters like you guys donating things that, you know, maybe your is in your garage that has been there a while. And you're like, oh, like me, I'll give you a perfect example. Rachel's 11. So I, I don't. I don't need a stroller in my garage, at least I hope not. (laughs) So, you know, trying to rehome some of those things, lots of people do that. And then we have, uh, like I said, clothes and baby wipes and other supplies. We offer a post-abortive support program for women that have made a choice that, you know, they need to be reconciled with the Lord, too. He has forgiveness for everything. You know, it's not just he doesn't pick and choose what sins he forgives. Amen. So. We have options counseling, so we try to have an advocate assigned to a person that are volunteer, and they get to meet with these clients that come in and hopefully make an intervention before they ever leave our door and they choose to parent or adopt, because there's really only three options, right? You can parent, you can adopt, or you can abort. There's really no other options when you find yourself in that situation. And of course, then we have all kinds of other community referrals. If someone comes in and we try to hook them up with everything that they they can get to support their pregnancy and their children and their family. And of course, the church is the most important thing. If we can breach that gap of 
you know, telling them about the Lord and they receive it or they're interested in it. We try to connect them to a church that's close to them that we feel like fits them. And that's really important because they need that support system around them. So we're really thankful for your partnership. And my my daughter, it's so funny. I have to tell you this. So at first I was watching everything up here and I was like, oh, I get to hold a microphone. And let me tell you why that's important. It's because my daughter says, I don't know what to do with my hands. So I just, you know, I use my hands. I know. I don't know what to do with my hands. So anyway, I'm kind of jumping around, but I keep my notes with me. One, to help me remember what I'm going to say. And two, so I can hold it so I know what to do with my hands. (laughs) So our main office is in Farmville. That is our clinic location. That's the only one that we're offering ultrasounds in right now. It is a medical clinic. So good news about that. If any of our surrounding counties, there's eight counties that we serve. If anyone's out there that wants to have an ultrasound, a lot of insurance companies will allow women to take a taxi for free to that medical clinic. So that's important to know. So that's our main clinic, kind of our hub. And then that's right in the middle of our service area. Then we have offices in Appomattox, Buckingham, Keysville, which will actually open in about a week, and Amelia. So the Lord continues to grow us. We have lots of new services that we're getting ready to roll out you know, the ultrasound was the biggest undertaking, I think, that we've done recently, but we're joining what we're calling the abortion network and our abortion reversal network. Sorry, that sounded really bad, but it's a reversal program. As you guys know, Virginia is a very purple state, so we don't have we we don't have the same safeguards in place uh, when Roe versus or excuse me, the Dobbs case and all those things were overturned that didn't really do a lot for the state of Virginia. So we still have abortion services in this state. And a lot of women, after they've chosen to take the abortion pill, they will change their mind. Praise the Lord. But somebody's got to be there to help them through that. So we want to do that and be able to offer that reversal. There is a hope for that. And so that's something new this year that we're going to undertake. And then we're offering group classes. It's going to be in every community. So I don't have a Cumberland date yet, but I promise we will have a Cumberland date. We're going to try to partner with churches in every community to offer these group classes so we can be in places that we don't have an actual office. Like Cumberland's one of them. Lunenburg is one of them. Nottaway is one of them. So that way we can get those services really out there into those other areas We have, I'm trying to think, I'm a numbers person. If you ever looked at any of my high school report cards, you would not know that. But, and I love to share the impacts that you guys are helping us to make. In 2022, last year, we had 165 individual clients that totaled 734 appointments and classes. Those are actual appointments where people showed up each at each one of those 734 classes. We prayed with those people. We loved on those people. We gave them everything we could to get them closer to Christ. We gave 68 pregnancy tests. We had 40 ultrasounds. We gave 796 packs of diapers, which doesn't sound like a lot of diapers until you 
multiply 796 packs of diapers times 12 diapers to a pack. That's like 6,000 diapers. So that's a lot of diapers. 542 outfits and 380 packs of wipes. So all of those things are given to people in the community for free because of generosity of people like you. Uh, So we appreciate that. How you can help us. Pray for us. Keep us in prayer. I brought some things with me, which is little magnets that you can put on your refrigerator to help you remember every time you go in there to get a snack. Oh, I need to pray for the pregnancy center. And also we have what we're calling a prayer ministry. We started that last year, too. It's called the One at One. And you text a it, it's kind of it's our phone number but it you text that phone number to sign up and every tuesday and thursday at one o'clock we'll send you a specific prayer for the pregnancy center and they're real-time prayers they're real things they're not auto-generated you know we don't sell your information to anyone so you're not going to get signed up for you know like t- texts from subway or something but <laughs> it's real-time uh prayer requests A lot of times it's client requests, sometimes it's advocate requests, but it's real things. And the idea is that we're praying as a body, all the church, not just this church, but the whole church, God's church is praying at one accord because, you know, that's important. The disciples gather, they prayed at one accord. We have, there's power in that. And so we really believe that. So I have some of those. If you guys want to stop by, I'm going to hang out, you know, the rest of today. And also I'll be here for a while afterwards. You guys can come by and get one of those cards so you can sign up. I'd really appreciate it. And of course, you know, other things to help support us, consider volunteering. I love that toolbox story earlier and some of the other things that were shared about going out and like putting the hands and feet out there. We always need volunteers. And I was really excited this morning when I came in to talk to Miss Baber about volunteering. And Susan Carden used to be a board member. And so you guys are an engaged church, and that's great. I really am thankful for that. I hope that maybe the Lord is speaking to someone here today and saying, hey, you, hey, you, you should go do that. So if if so, I, I also have some information about that up here and just continue to pray for our community leaders and government officials that we as we continue to look at Virginia and what what services are out there for people and how we can be better, how we can be more Christ-like. I would really appreciate it. And the only other thing that I have to share, um, I I like to share first before I show my video because it's really hard to follow the video, but it's some client testimonies there. It's a story that we highlighted from last year. And they're they're true, real people. We did not pay them to make the video, you know, but they're really great people. And I hope that that, you know, touches your heart and gives you an example of the types of impacts that you guys are doing. And that's all I have. Thank you very much. Thank you. Nope. We had just found out we were pregnant. We were unsure what we were going to do, whether we were going to keep the baby or terminate. I have had past pregnancies where I had a really, really difficult time. I had one pregnancy in 2015 that unfortunately he was born much too early and did not make it. Knowing people that have had miscarriages, it's a very sensitive topic and it's very hard for them once they go to have another child to not be fearful. 
started seeing them, uh, you know, we, we of course decided to keep the baby and, um, you know, they really helped us with that decision. Cody was born at 32 weeks, um, so he was two months early. He spent two and a half months in the NICU. But she came to classes and was encouraged by the classes and had hope that one day she could have him home with her. And so I think it was two months later, they brought him home. The Pregnancy Support Center of Southside Virginia wants to provide hope for people who are impacted by pregnancy. We want them to feel, you know, that they are loved, that someone is out there who cares for them, that wants to help them. Any questions we've had, they have been wonderful about answering. It's great that the support is there, not just when we are there for our appointment, but all the time. It was a blessing to see a couple in there, and they're really fired up, really wanting to get to know how to be better parents. The things I learned was just amazing. I, I, I never learned anything like this before. We were extremely blessed during the holiday season. Um, Pregnancy Support Center sent us gifts for all five of our children and for us. They were so amazing. Our kids were like, oh wow, look at all this stuff we got. And it was just, it was wonderful. Honestly, it brought tears to my eyes and I was just amazed and felt really blessed. And I, I can't describe how great it was and just, I'm so very grateful and I'm so very thankful. We're just so thankful for the donors because we couldn't do it without them. They have blessed so many people um, by bringing things in and money, gifts, all the things they've done that when these clients need them the most, they've been there for them. If you have any questions at all about being a parent, having a baby, anything, but the Pregnancy Support Center is definitely the place to go. They have, they have most of the answers, and if they don't, they still lend their support. And, you know, it's just, I just think it's a wonderful program and I would recommend it to anybody. Amen. All right, I just want to uh, throw a couple of uh, things out here real quick. The ultrasound that she was talking about, I think it was like five years ago when they came up with the idea that we want to do this right here. They started the baby bottle giveaway, and we've done that a bunch of times. You know what I'm talking about. But also, we took up a collection one day, and I want you all to know you guys were very significant in them being able to get that. And why is that important? That's important because I, I heard a statistic during that time that said women who see an ultrasound of their baby are 85% less opportune, that ain't the right word, but to, to have an abortion once they've seen that, that ultrasound and seen that baby moving. So that's a really big deal. I also want to let you know that we, we give you, or we, we, we give to the, uh, the pregnancy center every, every month. 
And uh, we've been doing that for a long time and we're going to continue to do that. But that doesn't mean you can't give individually if you want to. As you are here today, speak with Dawn about how to, how to do that. And, or you could just on the bottom of your check, when you write a check to us right on there, I want this much to go to the pregnancy center and we can make sure that happens. Something else she said really, really touched my heart. And that was this, the women, they do, they do post-abortive counseling. And I had a woman tell me one time, God can forgive the things that you've done in your life. You're a pastor, you know, you're all up there, but he can't forgive the things I've done. And this was one of the examples that she gave. And, and I think a lot of people feel like that because the church makes them feel like that. They go, you did what? And I, and I want to I say to you guys that our God that we serve, our Jesus, is a very, very kind Jesus. And he always gives opportunity to, to repent and to move forward every time, every time, every time. And Don, if you would come back up for just a moment, I would like for us to pray with you. So can I put my hand on your shoulder? All right. Can you all extend your hands? Father God, I ask right now that as the people come to that pregnancy center, Father, that they would be received in a way that would make them feel welcome more than they ever have anywhere else in their life, that they would not feel like they're being judged or like they're being put down or, or like, oh, you need help, so there must be something wrong with you. Father, I pray that they would taste and see that the Lord is good, that they would they would fill the heart of the staff that is there that is reaching out to them. Father, I pray that churches around this area would not only support them financially, Father, but they would also support them with their bodies, that they would say, here I am, God, send me. And they would go there and help do the things that need to be done, that the walk for life would be a a wonderful thing that that more and more and more and more people would, would get involved in. Father, the baby bottle donation project, that would be, be, get bigger every year. And Father, I pray right now for those in our county that are that are in the middle of a crisis because of pregnancy, that they would feel like this is the place I can go where I can get sound biblical advice. And Father, I pray that those people would stop saying, oh, he can't forgive me, but their testimony would be the Lord forgave me and now I am his. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Without further ado, and when we get done today, I want somebody to explain to me what that means because I don't even know what to do is. Other than what comes after the, the morning, okay? We have a guest speaker today. And I'm pretty excited about this. His name is Junior McNutt. He is one of our elders. He tries to hide from me when I say, hey, I need a speaker. But I caught him. So, Junior, if you would come. And give us the word according to what the Holy Spirit has said to you. I ain't going to hold you long because I know everybody's getting hungry and wanting to go out to eat. And especially if I'm talking about Super Bowl and all the food there. And Pastor Kyle saying more food. You know, it makes you hungry when you start talking about food. But praise the Lord, but thank you for everything he gave us. You know, I didn't have much marked. I had it marked from Genesis under Revelations in the Bible to start preaching on. So I had a, many places to choose from. But Deborah told me this morning, said, why are you doing all this writing down for? Because I had it typed up on a computer. I had it all printed out in red and all kinds of colors. I wanted to separate it. And Deborah said, why don't you do like you always have? Let the Spirit of the Lord lead you. Praise God. So that's what we're going to do. Praise the Lord. But he gave me a thought this morning. And here's a story y'all probably have heard before. A lot of ministers have used it before. But it was a story about a me and I. Well, I believe it was a B and I, I believe it for sure. And uh, he's going to die. He didn't have nobody left in his family. 
Everybody had done gone, passed away. Even his son had done passed away. And so uh, he had one picture of his son. And he said, I want this auctioned off first. The first thing I want to be auctioned off is the picture of my son. He said, that's what you get out of it, you get out of it. And he told us more stuff to go with the auction and all that. So auctioneer got up there. And the first thing he put up, maybe he talked to all the people. They seen all the stuff they had around and stuff. He had antiques. He had gold stuff. He had jewelry, watches, clothes. I mean, they couldn't wait to get to some of that stuff to auction off. And said so auctioneers got up there and they said, I ain't too good like some minister scan. They can speak real fast and stuff. But he said, I'll give you $100, $100, $100. Who'll give me 50, 50, 50, 50? Who'll give me 25, 25, 25? Who'll give me a dollar, dollar, dollar? And they kept getting down. And one man got tired of hearing all of this and he stood back in the background. He said, I give you a penny for it. And auctioneer said, Okay, penny, penny, penny. Anybody give me any more? Penny, 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 penny. And he said, Okay, sold. Took the picture and laid it down. He said, That's the end of the auction. Everybody looked, What do you mean that's the end of the auction? What about all the little stuff that's going to auction off? He said, The man said, The father of all said, Everyone who buys my son buys everything. Praise God. You know, it's what God did. He sent his son to us, and he gave, came down on earth to walk amongst us, to give everything, all the heaven splendors up for one thing, for us, that we could buy salvation, to buy it for us. Praise God. He gave everything, the riches of glory, just that we could receive him as Savior. He said, I will go down there. I will live my life on the cross. I will die and shed my blood for each and every one of them. So how much is it worth to you today? for what Jesus gave for you. Would you look at Jesus on that cross and say, I'll give you a penny for it. Just like a picture over here on the three crosses, a beautiful painted picture. How much of your life today is Jesus worth? How much of Jesus is worth to each and every one of you? Would you receive Jesus as your Savior today? If you don't know him as your Savior, would you receive him? He gave it all for you. He wants to just hand it out to you and say, here I am. Take me and eat. Take me and drink. Receive me as your Savior. Receive me as your life. You know, so I ain't going to hold you long, like I said. It's what the Lord gave me. He took me away from the rest of it and gave me that. So I want to offer you the altar here today. Pastor Kyle, Brother Vern, each and every one of the brothers and sisters in here, if you want to come up and talk to somebody about salvation, talk to somebody about Jesus, talk to somebody saying, I need the Lord. Just like Don talking about people coming up, talking about saving their baby what to do, where to go. She's there for them. So we're here for you all today. Anybody that needs a helping hand, that needs a touch from God, that needs prayer, we're here to pray for you. We're here to lift you up and to glorify God for it. But remember, all the riches in the world that man had, he all depended upon one picture, that one picture of his son he wanted to give, and you got it all. Whew! Just think, we've got it all that received Jesus as your Savior. We've got it all. And you said, well, I ain't got nothing. I'm still poor. I'm still down. I'm still sick. I'm still up. But one thing, well, like I said, I was going from Genesis to Revelation. Revelation, I find out I got glory. I got the victory. I got a rising to come. If I go to the grave, I'm coming out. Praise the Lord, if I'm here, when he comes back, I'm leaving this world. Praise God. I tell you, I got one that's coming after me. And he's coming out for each and every one of y'all to call upon his name. So I'm going to turn it back to Pastor Kyle. Praise God for that. How do you follow that? 
Wow. I was wondering who it was. Somebody had a word. <laughs> I already told y'all one thing the Lord said to me this morning. The other thing he said to me relates to what Junior just said to us. You know, we talk about end times. When's, when's the end of the world coming? Are you pre-trib, post-trib, amillennial, post-millennial, whatever? And some people get totally wound up around that. I used to know a guy who based his entire walk with Christ on preaching the pre-trib rapture and everything else. What the Lord said to me was, it doesn't matter ultimately which theology is correct. The point is that for millions of people every day, the end of the world is, is now, is today. The end of the world comes now today for millions of people. And what the Lord impressed upon me is, if you are separated from the Lord, if you have fallen away, if you are tempted to slide back and walk away from the Lord, get right with God today. The grace of God is here right now. When we ended worship, I felt the Holy Spirit just brooding over us, just hovering over us. And I believe he wants to do a work in somebody this morning before you leave here. It's like the door is open right now, abundant grace. If you are separated from the Lord in any way, deal with that now. Come back to him right now, because we don't know if we're going to get hit by a semi on the way home. Amen, amen, amen. I don't have anything to say, but I feel like the Lord does. Let's just give him a few moments. All of y'all have been praying for a little boy named Levi. Tomorrow, Levi has an MRI that will decide his future. And the scripture that they give for him is, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. That is a great slip that I wear for Levi. This is a sweet, darling little boy. And I know that no matter if he gets healed or he goes to be with the Lord, that's what God has planned for him. We all have a plan. We don't decide when that plan has finished. God does. So today, I just ask you to remember Levi tomorrow and his family as they go and they're going to have to make really hard decisions, which we all make every day whether we are just making a decision as to what we do for our homes or for our children. We make decisions. But God, the maker of all, he has that plan for you. He has what you, he wants you to do. And once that plan has finished, he will take us to be with him. We may not understand why some are taken and some are not. I know y'all know that I have lost the great love of my life, besides God. And I did not know why. And I questioned. And he said, I had a plan for him. And that plan was finished. And he took him. He has a plan for me. He has a plan for each one of you out here. Look for that. He keeps telling me, Judy, look for the plan I have for you. May not be what I think it is, but it is something that had God has planned since the day the day that you were conceived, he has a plan. 
look for your plan and follow what God tells you. And please remember Levi tomorrow and his family. And they love the Lord and they know that whatever God has for them, they know that that is what is going to be. So thank y'all. Anybody else got anything pressing on their heart? All right, let's pray. Lord God, we thank you. We thank you that you do have a plan for each and every one of us. And and Father, I pray that today that you would break our hearts for what breaks yours. Because as we pursue that avenue, we can make a difference. You have you have put us on this earth to make a difference. And uh, I thank you for that. I thank you that we're not just here biding time until one day by and by we get to be in the presence of God, but yet we can be in his presence right now. We are in his presence right now, whether we realize it or not. But Father, I pray that we would become more aware every second of every day how we are in your presence and how we are your hands and feet. Lord, I thank you for this congregation, this giving congregation that has never not stepped up to a challenge that you have laid before us. And I pray, Father, that as we as we leave this place today, that you would open a door, that you would show us those divine appointments that you already have for us as we go out into the world, whether it be to a fellow brother or sister or to someone who, who doesn't know you yet. Lord, take us to the not yet saved. <laughs> In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.